the Koi Gig Pod. I wouldn't even look at them. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even prepare mm. to play against them because you do not what you don't know what you're going to get. <laughs> we could beat them six nil, or we could lose six nil. Subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now. Finney Perth, good morning to you. Morning, how are you doing? Welcome to the studio, how are you keeping? It's all good, yeah. Yeah, just about defrosted from last night. <laughs> yeah, Football. Kenny was saying the same. Uh, yeah. same. Were you regretting Coming your... out coppers. Uh, well, uh, half down the morning video, <laughs> what are we, what are well, we talking about? picking you up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A few Jaeger bombs. <clears throat> were you uh, regretting your match choice last night after seeing what happened out in Tala? It was because Jen, I drove past Tala Stadium to head into <laughs> Downingham Park and I just thought it'd be a comfortable win for Rovers and I thought balls be tested by Drota and... Yeah, I would have rather been in Tallis Stadium. That four all looked uh, quite an entertaining game. Uh, another good show of strength from uh, Bowles last night. That you were there, I presume, to sort of run the rule over their title credentials. And yeah, I don't think they're ready to win a league yet, and, and um, I don't think they claim that. Uh, mind you, as players and staff, I'd like to think they're trying to get as close to it. We've always seen um, sort of freak years, but uh, just building nicely. It's been steady. Um, I know there was a lot of sort of turmoil early of last se- or in the middle of last season when they changed manager but they are the one club or one of the clubs that have been structured about how they've done their business they've got a lot of their business done early they look like a settled League of Ireland team and that's a that's a strange thing to say because when I look at someone like Sligo albeit had a good result last night they brought in 10 players 7 of them from outside of the league where mm. uh, Bowles is like sort of League of Ireland a lot of League of Ireland players albeit two centre halves are from Poland but I just mean structurally they're in a good place a lot of their bench of uh, young lads coming through the system and, that, and they look in a good place Bowles and they were quite comfortable last night in, in, in their win and another great goal by Jordan Flores brilliant free kick I think all they want now is a Jonathan Afalabi goal like, yeah, to he don't, keep them happy he, to be honest with you he had about 4 or 5 really good chances last night and he, he probably should have scored he played quite well but just it's funny uh, things are going quite well for Bowles they'd be happy enough but there's just in goal Talbot made another mistake lacking a little bit of confidence and uh, Johnny just needs a goal just to settle himself down he's mm. probably trying a little bit too hard and uh, probably should have scored yeah. How did the um, young boy do? I know it was there. I was down just on the lads. I was down talking for Friday night. Young McMahon who came off the bench and impressed. Had a little cameo there. Seen a, a little bit of him prior to that. Looks a very clever little operator. And obviously got a start last night in central midfield. How did he do? Yeah, he was really good. And I think the best thing, and you'll know this, it wasn't that he was outstanding or he was the best player on the pitch. He just looked like he belonged at that level. For a young boy, that's that's a big thing you can say about fellas that come into teams. Um, as I said, nothing, nothing where you, you'd really go. Oh, he, you know, bits of skill or anything, but just looked like he belonged at that level. And uh, when we done the, the sort of preseason show here, he's one of the players we picked out myself and Richie to say he's one to watch. And I think uh, just just letting him play and just grow into it. And I yeah. think he's a real star for the future. That he looks, he looks strong in that central midfield area. Funny, I mean, Flores. He played left back last night. Normally a central midfielder, but they got like um, obviously Keats come back. Keith Buckley, I think, yeah. will help in terms of personality. Characters a lot there as well. Like in the last season, you would have seen him play. Vinny, like James Clark, yeah. hasn't actually started this season. Really impressed me towards the tail end of last season. So they're looking well. That kind of central midfield area, kind of the you know the engine room with the team. They're looking, yeah, they're looking and, quite and strong. That's the point. James Clark's a great example of it. He's a League of Ireland player, played to draw. Mm. A really good, good, good player. And uh, but Adam McDonald uh, yeah. gives them huge energy. Yeah. And you know what? In their league, you've got to have energy and. Mm. Adam was left out last night with a bit of an injury Friday, Monday, but 
be put Buckley back into midfield and he had that same energy and mm. you know what like there's a lot to be said for legs in the modern game got to get around the pitch got to got to get your your tackles in Buckley Adam McDonald give them that and then they've got the sort of the flair players like uh, uh, James Akatunda was brilliant last night in the number 10 role don't know whether he played there in Chelsea or night, but he oh, was he really yeah, really start, good yeah. in that position yeah. so that's what I'm saying. There's a bit of cohesion about that Bowles team, and there's a lot to like about them. Surprise, Derry let Akintunde go, but then I suppose their their recruitment has been fairly decent since the since the season ended as well. But he's a quality player. Yeah, he is. He is. He, I I would say, um, in fairness, he didn't set the world alight at Derry. So you've got to yeah, you've got to. Some people just sue certain clubs, but just last night it was really good. Whether it was it was the first time I'd seen him in a bit of a while, but last night he was he was excellent. But Derry aren't short of players in that position. I mean. Patching and McElhenney can play there just to name two so they're not short in that position in any way shape uh, Reading some of the reports this morning Vinny the euphemism about it being a long season for Drada was uh, I'm assuming sort of uh, other words for they're expected to be there thereabouts in the race at the bottom Yeah I think I think um, I think that it's going to be a difficult season for them particularly when you go Friday Monday remember Drada are probably one of the only teams now that are technically part-time they'll train in the evenings and it can be difficult for their players going that Friday, Monday and uh, they started the game quite well they deserve to be one all. got a really good goal albeit a goalkeeper mistake and a couple of big chances to take the lead and you know yourself if you take the lead that fills your lungs and you'll go on and you'll, you'll, you'll fight particularly as I said Friday, Monday game but they ran out of steam a little bit and um, young lad on loan from Lincoln a guy called Draper one to watch 18 year old he is a proper player young player Lincoln have sent him over for some game time and he was outstanding for them last night he's right. uh, got a good goal good yeah, player that sort of players become important didn't they for the last number of years in, in, in particular I'm not, never a great fan really in terms of seeing too many of these short term deals mm-hmm. you know players coming over you know and then popping back to the to the UK you always feel as if in terms of trying to build a team video you know better than me in terms of coaching management in terms of building a team and you want players fully committed in terms of professional and short to medium term contracts like to build around but it's 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 hard to be overly critical if you get a little duel like Vinny, I haven't seen that lad playing it, but you get yeah, some one or two of them in your Trust team. Me, you love him. You would hate to mark him, but like we say, Evan Ferguson's a big unit, isn't he? Like yeah. this guy is eighteen, same age, and and he's if not bigger than him, you know, stronger looking, and so it's uh, yeah, he's one to watch. You want to keep an eye on. Did you uh, catch any of the highlights from at least from Tala? Yeah, I did. I, I just watched the goals this morning. Yeah. Um, By the way, we should say Aaron Bulger was obviously there was a long delay yeah. and he was taken off last night. And um, Cork City tweeted last night said that he regained consciousness and been monitored in hospital. So we wish him the best. Obviously, resulting in a, a long delay there. That um, I think it was ten minutes of added time at the end of the game. Yeah. So I was watching for updates because obviously it was all the other games had finished, and I'm like. Oh, the ref's still one here, isn't he? He's yeah. given Rovers a chance, but obviously there was a huge uh, head clash with Trevor Clark, and that's why Sean Hoare scored seven minutes into injury time, and I think there was 13, 14 played in the end. So, so yeah. Um, yeah, like, uh, I think Stephen Bradley will be a little bit worried this morning. Not, you can't get away from that. Like, I still expect sitting here that Rovers will win the league, and probably a little bit comfortably, to be honest with you. I still really? think they're that good. They've got players that are, and a squad that's capable of doing it, but, but, as I said a couple of times, I think this is a great Rovers team, but I want to see them tested to see are they the real deal. And I think you need to be tested. Most good teams have someone, whether it's over the years, whether it's Chelsea driving or um, Arsenal driving, that great United team on, or vice versa, Liverpool City. I'd like to see 
Derry really test this Rovers team and this is the start of the test run. Yeah. So I think they will. I get. It. Yeah. I know it's early in the season, like, but um, obviously I saw Derry uh, last night. But you just get a sense of they're kind of ready. You look at the, the squad depth there. Even kind of last night, I mean, McGonagall was on the bench. They brought Colin Whelan. Just talking centre forward here. King Cavan, I think, actually started the yeah. game. Ollie O'Neill uh, came off the bench, mm-hmm. kind of left wing, r- real quality. McIlhenny was not what didn't start. Duffy. No, you know, Patching played with Diallo in midfield. Yeah. They could have put a pair of Adam O'Reilly in there, Dummigan. You know what I mean? No real drop off there either. So, yeah, I think Rovers have it all all to do. I agree with you in terms of the quality in the Rovers team. It's absolutely phenomenal. But I think this this Derry team is is best place it's ever been to put best a challenge. Best part of the Derry team, so you can is arguably the best four players: McElhenney, Duffy, McJanet, their captain. And Dummigan was probably the best player in the league last year. Yeah. Gaffney w- deservedly won it, because, particularly when your team wins the league. <laughs> for them, uh, and he looked after McElhenney, there's a lot of injuries with Patrick. You've got to be careful, with him, particularly early in the season, to leave him out yesterday and win comfortably. Yeah, yeah but, and not only that, thing. Yeah, but Jordan McInef, and I saw uh, Jordan Max play a few, he was on Shells uh, alone a couple of times, and you could see he has a bit of, bit of talent there, but still young, like yeah. a bit of consistent in terms of, but... I saw a different type of player last night. Larson, that's in the space he, of he six had a long months. period at Arsenal, didn't he, when he was younger and yeah. so it was over a back loan Yeah, back he, he, he was a real um, star of the future. And, and again, it didn't settle our shells for whatever reason, but the Derry boys like to be in around Derry, you know. Right. When you manage them, they're, they're good lads. <laughs> they like their, they like their home cooking. The, the Derry women are in control. Let's right. be... Yeah, oh, no, I thought no, you were just going to leave it at the Derry women there. Yeah. <laughs> they, they rule the roof. So Derry once they're girls. in around home... They're in a better place. To win the league, though, Vinny, you have to be, you have to have a fortress at home. And Tallis Stadium has always been a fortress, but like to be conceding four, I think it was the first time in the league in five years they've conceded four at home Rovers last night. Like that's, that's surely a concern. Do you know who, con- who scored four against them? No. This is going to be a Dundalk one, isn't it? Uh, maybe, but anyway, uh, yeah. Look, ten goals conceded. The entirety. <laughs> I thought you were going to impress us there, Vinny. No, give it, give us the answer. That would have been I'll impressive. Leave it with Shane for a minute. <laughs> he put it past. He'd need more than a minute. Yeah. Building on Shane's questions because yeah. it surprised me earlier on when you said that you expect him to win it at a canter. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm paraphrasing, but ten goals conceded in the entirety of last season at home and six in the last two. Is it? Yeah, but it's it's very early to like. You, you've got to give um, the. You've got to give context. I was at the Derry Rovers game on Friday. And Derry, to be fair, won like a champion's deal, not playing that well. But Rovers were probably, particularly in the first half, better team. Ran out of a little bit of ideas late on the game and Derry managed the game quite well to win the game 2-1. But there's no way I come away from that going, Derry are ahead of Rovers. Um, I think I still think Rovers in a better position, which seems a bit strange now after four games and Rovers have really struggled. But the alarm bells will have to be going off this morning. You've just conceded four goals and they're four bad goals to concede. And not just that, the two goals against Derry on Friday, um, one was from a corner, it was a brilliant counter-attack by, by Derry from uh, Rovers corner. And the second goal, they cut them open really. Now they've been missing centre-half, but they were more or less full strength last night. So there is concerns. I'm just, I'm just being honest where I think they are Rovers at the moment. But this is the bit of pressure that as a manager now, you've got to experience probably for the first time all the staff there will have to experience a little bit of people asking questions some fans won't be happy with with the start and that's the challenge and and the wheels can come off very quickly 
in a club like that but they can also go on a, r- a run and win 4 or 5 games well, very quickly there, there's probably a bit of when you talk about the alarm bells going off tomorrow there's probably a bit of Stephen Bradley that can use the outcome the eventual outcome last night as a bit of, bit of a positive almost like we were in, absolutely in the sticky stuff and we get out of it but th- the details after that looking at I know that you haven't seen the game the full uh, 100 minutes of the game whatever it was uh, but the details after that like what does he fix how does he fix it um, well uh, uh, and Kenny will probably know this more than anyone particularly being a centre half you fix your defensive side of the game first that, and it's mm. actually it's probably as a coach it's the easiest thing to fix the easiest session you can do is to say to the team we're not going to concede goal we, we've got to start with that you look what Klopp is doing at Liverpool at the moment that's what he's trying to fix and in many ways that's the easiest thing as in it's easy to coach probably the hardest part of coaching is, is being inventive and coming up with different ideas getting your full backs here there and everywhere to create chances so that that part is fixable. I think they'll have the three centre halves probably available from from Friday onwards. Uh, Sean Hoare came off the bench again, so they, they'll be set defensively from Friday onwards. And that's why when I see that back three going back together from Friday onwards, I see them building a little bit of consistency. But it's a tough little run of games. I think they play shells away, Pats at home, and Dundalk away. So that's a little bit of pressure, like already, and and. That's what they. That's what the big job's all about. Like it's a little bit like that. That's it's what amazing, isn't it? Week in football, as as we all know, it's amazing. You look at even like Dundalk, slow start to the season, then they pitch up a few days ago, put five pass parts again, win again back to back wins. Cork probably the same. A difficult start, losing at home to yeah. kind of bows, you know, pack down there and turn us cross. You're thinking, oh, bad start. Like search maybe for the get beaten dirty, understandably. But then bounce back with a win against UCD and obviously took a bit of confidence for that and took it into the game last night. Get a point there and you can only imagine what that'll do for the confidence of the Cork players. So in the space of kind of three, four days, you know what I mean? It's a total transformation. And Cork, so they go 4-2 up and then it seems like they just, like, they sit back. I mean, again, if you're Colin Healy this morning and I see some of the quotes from him, he must be, um, I was going to say, he must be pulling his hair out, but he's, I'm sure, very frustrated about, about that outcome and not having that killer instinct to, just close it off. Yeah, the the winner the winner and Colin would would be disappointed at come the end of the game. But I imagine and the sort of reports and the, the bits I seen um on on the scout map I have is it would bring on the Alamo a little bit. So like you know, you, you sort of it wasn't seven minutes into injury time because of that delay a little bit in the ninety seven minute, you knew you know, Colin would have been realistic. 83rd, 84th minute, there was probably another 15, 20 minutes to play at that stage because of the injury that came. So, I'd be yeah. very surprised if uh, Colin was in that dressing room after the uh, the game, like talking down uh, the players being overly critical of how they uh, let a two goal lead slip. I would have thought it'd been the opposite in terms of, well, what a performance, lads. Let's take confidence from this. We've come to Rovers, the league champions, and show that we can compete. <laughs> Speaking about kind of management in terms of what approach to take, we're talking about uh, obviously Ten Hag after the game, how he addressed the Manchester United players in the moment, just kind of choosing the right word. So I would have, would have thought the talk would have been very positive in the Cork dressing room last night, despite the, the fact they leaked Yeah, the and I well. thought on Friday night playing UCD was a big game for them because they hadn't picked up a point. They were at home to UCD, and if they hadn't picked up a point against UCD or won, it could have been a long season. <laughs> we talk about confidence, momentum, whatever that right word is. But for Cork now, four points in two games out of that weekend is huge for them. It's a real platform. What's the atmosphere like in Damien Duff's dressing room at the moment, do you reckon? Like, so four points from four games and then Shamrock Rovers to visit this Friday night as well. So they don't get any easier. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting because um, 
uh, there was a bit of argy-bargy in that game after yeah, it as well and, and sometimes that can galvanise you don't get me wrong but it was di- disapp- like that'd be a disappointing one I believe they were very good for the first half Damien set them up and tactically very very strong I think what you're seeing with Damien's team is tactically uh, on the pitch they're very strong you know players know what they're doing they're just short of one or two really good players mm. to, to elevate them to another level I would say I would say he's finding a frustrating known Damien and uh, spent two years when doing a pro license. I imagine he's not a pleasant person to be around this morning until he gets his he gets that out of his system. But it's a great game to play Rovers in uh, for him. In to- like he'll enjoy that as well. Don't get me wrong. So sometimes you want a big game to follow a, a defeat. It actually helps you motivate the players. You were making that point about United earlier as well that you, you almost need it. Chelsea or Spurs, they have them after the international break, but yeah. you almost need a big game to come. Just to, after get it, a, to wash it out. Like yeah, exactly, get it out of the system. It's probably a fair point. Yeah, probably atmosphere as well, maybe help she- uh, Shells Friday night. Uh, it was a little bit of that last week against Bowes, and great atmosphere down there. You just feel as if uh, Duffersy enjoys that. He kind of feeds off that a little bit in his team. Uh, Vinny's right, the defen- Duffer's defensive structure there is very solid. Him and Joey O'Brien, yeah. they're really well set up out of possession to football. The challenge for them going forward is as an attacking force, how many chances can we create? Probably don't create too many uh, clear cut chances. Um, I think that's why Matty, uh, Matty Smith, Matty Smith and came Boyd, in. And yeah, but they're, they're not playing at the moment. That's huge. Yeah, to give them that bit more of a cutting edge uh, higher up the pitch. Always that happy balance between defensively sound and offering an attacking threat as well. Everybody, every manager searching for that. What's the like? He he comes across from the very first interviews he did before he came into the Shelburne job as a very intense character and like yeah. somebody who really sort of drives for success and has the hunger and clear passion for it and all that. What's the mu- mood music around him now? Because like you know, it was a lot of the language obviously at the start of the last season was well, you know, we're not here to make up the numbers. We are absolutely going to try and win the title and the things that you expect him to say. It starts to ring a little bit hollow when. The evidence is, you know, which which might not be all all of his fault, of course. Um, when the evidence is that that's not what's going to happen, I think I think part of Damien's problem is he's he's got such high standards for himself, and he probably needs some investment to help him. Um, I think structurally, Kenny said, "You go and watch shells." Uh, they're really well prepared I imagine every player knows the job walking onto that pitch uh, training sessions will be excellent Him, himself and Joey really worked at a high level and, and as I said I've seen Damien on the pro licence outstanding coach absolutely outstanding um, what is it that's outstanding about him? Um, I, like you can't get to the level he got as a player without having a drive and a determination and a real understanding and work with the great people he worked under like he'd, he'd often use examples of Mourinho and, and different bits and pieces but he then switched to Brendan Rodgers and remember he was a coach with Brendan Rodgers at, at Celtic and Brendan probably gets a bit of a, a harsh sort of deal but I think anyone that speaks or has worked under Brendan Rodgers as players I've played from would say a brilliant coach and a brilliant person to work under so he's learned he's learned he's learned from outstanding people and he's got real high standards the challenge for Shelbourne is can they give him a squad to go to the next level um, it's not being disrespectful of, of the players he have but they're probably short of one or two outstanding players that can e- elevate that team on, onto the next level so it's being up and down and because Damien set standards and he's box office it brings a lot of attention and some of his comments are picked up on where other managers would probably get away with making the same comments and 
that's creating a little bit yeah, of tension. You can't, be, you can't beat him up for coming out. My ambition is no, to, no. to win the league title with this club. That's exactly what you want to hear. You know, too, we're too used to hear managers maybe talking it down, and I don't expect too much from you know the kind of low bar. I'd rather uh, hear the opposite. To be honest with you, yeah, I, I want to win the league title with this team. But nobody. I tell you, what, I'm jealous yeah. of it. I, imagine being able to. Say, I, I never got the opportunity to say, yeah, I'm building a team for the next two or three years. Put the slippers on, huh? Wait for two or three years to build a team. It's a rarity, isn't it? You, any, you've got to have that. You've got yeah. to, like... Yeah, you need time. And you need the backing. You're absolutely right. Realistically, you look at that team. You've seen the play as well, that Shelburne team. You probably think, you know, you can tap into the potential of that team. It's a team that can compete yeah. maybe top three, uh, top four. But yeah, absolutely. In, in terms of uh, squad depth, he's, he's obviously significantly short of mounting a challenge. To the scouting app, um, I've noticed a distinct lack of chat about Jack Byrne for um, Ireland in the last little while. Anything yeah, you about th- him or? I think, I think um, uh, particularly in the game on Friday night, uh, Graham Bork was, was the outstanding player on the pitch for the first sort of 45 minutes. Gra- Graham is finding his feet with fitness levels and different things and he, he sort of he comes off a lot in games um, Jack, Jack was quiet by his own standards uh, misplaced a couple of passes um, I still say Jack Bourne and Patrick McElhenney are the two most gifted footballers in our league uh, but Jack's not reached that level yet and that will be affecting Rovers' results at the moment and you would imagine it's only a matter of time before he starts burning up again but um Listen, if, if Jack doesn't do it, I'm not short for options in terms of where do you go. The bench, um, coming, the oh, bench that came say. in last night is, um, sets them apart from everybody else. Yeah, well, you look, you look at Simon Power came on against Derry and he, like, he's just got such pace and he's someone picked up a lot of injuries. Really outstanding young talent he was. 21s, uh, Neil Ferrugia at the 21s a couple yeah. of years ago were, were real pace. Rovers probably don't play with wingers so it doesn't suit the two of them a little bit and they've got to find something there to get the very best out of them players but look um, the, 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 the talent they have like Gaffney hasn't started Johnny Kenny started was quiet against Derry got an outstanding goal but they've got like a choice between Johnny Kenny Rory Gaffney you know Jack Kenny, Bourne Kenny was a massive sign at the time yeah you kind of rolled your eyes a little bit when I heard that <laughs> Uh, sign at all well, uh, good luck you know the quality yeah. he has that he showed a slight got priority going to Celtic Liam Bort as well is a tidy little operator you're talking about Pacer Peril and Ferrugia Bort's another little ten yeah. he's a clever little operator on the inside Rovers have plenty of them so you look at the squad and you could argue it's a stronger squad mm. than they, they had last year but obviously just struggling to find their rhythm at the moment Couple of comments coming in here that I want to get to before we wrap. I see Owen uh, Kenny has signed for Dundalk as yeah. well in the last 24 hours 17 year old played Inter- full international for under 17s for Northern Ireland and has trained with the 19s down here is that yeah, right? Yeah no he hasn't played a full international for Northern Ireland I've played the, the, the training squad he's okay, been part okay. of development so um, got invited up and, and participated in that but he's Which not is, is that your way of saying Well he can still play for Republic of yeah, Ireland yeah and he yeah. will Well I would hope so yeah. Owen is um, Owen's a really great kid um, after when we played for Dundalk because we obviously had the Astro Tour he'd be out hammering uh, balls off the crossbar until one o'clock in the morning while we were still finishing up and doing bits and pieces so he knows the pitch quite well so a uh, really talented young player been on a couple of trials as well and um, it would be difficult being Stephen Kenny's son wouldn't be the easiest thing in the world as in you know expectations etc so uh, hopefully he can bubble away underneath but uh, it's great to see him getting his first professional contract Opposition uh, the old he, man was a clunky centre Yeah, half, he, he, he's, oh. he's the opposite to his dad thank God thank God he's the opposite to his dad in every in every <laughs> sense of the word um, he, he's probably like he, 
score some great goals. Probably somewhere. Are you allowed to say nine and a half? He's a, he's been a striker, yeah, yeah. or you yeah, can yeah, drop into the ten. Yeah, but good 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 finisher. Scored some really good goals. Um, and not sure they're trying things. Uh, you know, in terms of bit of bit of quality here and there. Uh, mean Street Posse shouldn't have let Ty Grind go Derry signed him for a reason great keeper Mark Kennedy says Hartman last night was brilliant for Sligo genuine dangerous pace and skill Peter M says Derry will walk the league there'll be 7 or 8 points clear by June Rovers are not good and I have Cork City uh, and I have Cork City seen Cork City against both teams away City were very unlucky to draw City have a chance to be 6th or 7th Slightly counter to your point, Vinny. And uh, finally, Mark says Shells had a goal ruled out in injury time that was two yards onside as well. Uh, played much better uh, when they went behind. Yeah, I wouldn't disagree with loads of that. The challenge for Cork will be, um, I think, without being disrespectful to UCD, I think UCD winning the playoff for last year against Waterford was a big relief for a couple of clubs, to be honest with you. It's like, because, you know... Uh, and I've spoken highly UCD on this show so I'm not afraid to say this part of it say you know UCD probably going to be one of the bottom two clubs so it's probably a relief so all Cork have to do this year is finish toward from bottom and build from there now they'd want Colin Healy and all the staff in the club will want to finish her but just be in the league for a couple of years solid they'd have too, too many years of up and down and uh, just build and build slowly great crowds down there again the shed full really good atmosphere good pitch good ground so just toward last, I know they'll want more than that. Toward last will be good enough. No playoff, no drama. Just survive and build from there. Yeah, just because I say, hitting a lot of positive voice down there, the new ownership down there, speaking to one or two people. Yeah, a lot of good stuff. It's always a good thing when people are talking well about the new ownership. You've got the right ideas, buy in, you know, looking medium to long term, developing yeah, younger players and looking to build, etc., etc. So. Yeah, augurs very well. I think and developing young players, they're yeah. doing that big, good job at that at the same yeah. time, Kenny, which is important. Yeah. Thanks, William. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Vinnie Perth uh, joining us in studio to reflect on the League of Ireland. I'll catch up with Vinnie again down the track. OCB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now.